This is a quick ride in the black seat. From time to time, when I feel compelled, I'm going to share some thoughts with you. Nothing too long. Just what's on my mind from a social, cultural, or political perspective. Let's go. All right, y'all. Something's been bothering me for a minute, and it took me a while to identify exactly what it was. So here we go. I don't think it's a compliment to say that a Black person is so strong or so courageous or so brave when they are harassed or abused by a white person and have to maintain their composure. Would anyone say a person who gets hit by his or her intimate partner was brave for not retaliating? They would probably say the abuser needs to stop so the person getting abused doesn't even have to be concerned with a response. This is the same thing. We've seen it time and time again. Grown men were called boys. What you gonna do, boy? Our grandmothers were called girls. Mm, Girl, girl, I got you, girl, girl, I'm white, I'm girl, white, I'm girl. Our elders were called by their first names. At lunch counters, black people were spit on, shoved, and burned with cigarettes. Black people had to step off sidewalks, not look white people in the eyes, all the while choking back the injustice and stuffing down the indignities. Of course, the way we were treated wasn't and isn't a reflection on us, but on the pathetic racism of colonized society. It happens every day in a million ways, private and public. We didn't have to be Cheryl Underwood to know she was biting her tongue and having to refrain from opening a can on Sharon Osbourne. We could look at her face and see what she was thinking. I can't be the angry black woman. All the while, Sharon was raving and crying and Cheryl had to be more concerned about the perception of her feelings rather than being able to feel them. She was betrayed by someone who was her friend. That friend weaponized tears against her, berated her, and put her in a degrading situation in front of cameras for the world to see. Then she said she was the one who was blindsided. When that black teenager in South Carolina was harassed and pushed by a white man twice his age, but didn't scream or push back, he was lauded as courageous, mature, and patriotic. Then there was the serviceman who was pepper sprayed by a cop who threatened and hit him. And people were amazed that he was able to think clearly enough to pull into a lighted gas station, stick his hands out and not go off in the face of these undeserved aggressions. This, friends, is very bad. These ain't compliments. Let me tell you why. I personally feel it feeds into the myth of the magical Negro. It dehumanizes us by not accepting us as humans with emotions that we should be able to feel and express, just like everyone else. A higher value is placed on us being calm, cool, and collected. And we know that. We know full well that if we expressed even righteous anger, we would be portrayed immediately as out of control. Do you really believe that if that kid in South Carolina had fought back against the grown man who pushed him, that he would have been seen as justified? The narrative would instantly have cast him as the aggressor, just like Trayvon Martin. 
The only chance we have to get a fair shake is to be overly calm. And even then, we might still have our character attacked. I'm trying to figure out what is so great about Black people being assaulted, tortured, and harassed, but not doing anything in return. In The Avengers, Hulk says his secret is that he's angry all the time. And here's our secret. We are too! James Baldwin said to be Black in America and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage all the time. White people go off in a restaurant when their order isn't right or want to see a manager when the service is bad or mouth off to a cop for pulling them over. They aren't looked at in the same way. When they harass people who move into their neighborhoods and call the police on suspicious black and brown folk, they do it knowing that they are protected with the presumption of innocence and rightness. Black folks don't have the luxury of giving back what we receive. On a good day, When we are justified in our response, we can still get God. There is no shortage of videos where there is a black person and a white person when the cops get called to the scene and the cops make a beeline for the brother. We know that our response will mean the difference between being taken seriously at work or being cast in the role of the angry black woman or aggressive, intimidating black brute. So it's not because we are so composed or so mature or so patriotic. We're trying to survive. And that means stuffing down what would often be a justified reaction. It's not strength. It's coping. And I don't think it's anything to applaud, frankly. I love us. And I think our resilience is unparalleled. But the issue isn't us continuing to hold back. The issue is that others keep provoking us for no reason. We wouldn't have to be in these situations, having to exhibit extraordinary patience and grace if we didn't keep getting dragged into them. We should be able to be offended when we're mistreated. We should be allowed to protect ourselves when threatened, physically, if necessary. If the people who cried when they got called out would leave us be, or dry their own tears, or not let them fall in the first place, things would be different, better, more balanced. Basically, we wouldn't have to be so strong if others weren't so weak of character. All of this takes a toll on us. I feel like it's a compliment as a way to suppress the reaction they expect. It's truly manipulative. Oh, you're so good at X, Y, Z. Knowing that when they shower us with that so-called high regard, it'll likely result in more of that behavior. And so history repeats itself. You'll probably recall hearing about certain Southern towns that didn't want demonstrations or protests during the civil rights movement because they didn't want their good Negroes to get riled up. They would congratulate certain citizens for staying out of trouble which was really a thinly veiled threat all day. However, if you don't fight back, you won't actually be treated well and equitably, but you won't be mistreated. And friends, that's not living. That's just surviving. So then what do we do? We can't control anyone else. And we know in this country that white people's resentment and outright hatred in some cases will continue to target us. We know that when we respond in certain ways, it's a, oh my gosh, why are you so angry? 
what we can do is to find a safe place to vent these frustrations. We can certainly stop giving these compliments as well and instead create that safe place for each other. Friend, I know you want it to go off. Let me know what you're thinking or feeling. You're safe here. We can make plans to remove ourselves from toxic environments and conversations that will lead us into conflict. We can prepare ourselves mentally for the warfare we're going to face and remind ourselves of our greatness. The problems that are ascribed to us actually aren't our problems. They are a projection of generations of guilt and fear. Just like when a talking head says, what about black on black crime in Chicago? And you know they don't care. We know they aren't actually interested in pointing out this amazing behavior. They want to control us by declaring that this is the greater expression to completely swallow how we've been made to feel. It has to be okay for us to express ourselves and be vulnerable and fully human with the entire spectrum of emotions. They've taken so many liberties in painting us as animals. It's hard to recognize the very real humanity in us, sometimes even when we're looking in the mirror at ourselves. So what do you think? Do you think it's a compliment to be called strong when you're getting mentally or physically whooped by the oppressor? Are you feeling like you have to be strong in order to be safe in the face of multiple attacks against your character and being? Holla at your girl, superblack and in the or on social media at in the black seat everywhere. Thank you for listening with an open mind and heart and God bless.